Hey there, I'm Amanda Marcotte, and this is How to Be a Badass-ish. The truth is, we're all badasses. We just forget, because we also forget that we're human, and sometimes we fall on our face. Hey everyone. So, I got a good one for today. I saw a meme a couple of days ago that said, your opinion of me is none of my business. And that struck hard because there's this new movement, thank goddess, that is talking about loving yourself and putting yourself first and having hard boundaries and self-care. And I I wanted to talk about it because the self-care and the boundaries and loving who you are and all of those elements is why I am as happy as I am now. There was a time where I had no boundaries. I had absolutely no qualms about allowing people to take advantage of me, to snowplow me over, right, to... Uh, utilize skills and my mind and whatever else and not do anything about it. I just sort of let people take advantage in so many different circumstances. And this really hit home for me because the thing that people seem to really, really not understand about self-care and about enlightenment and your spiritual awakening and mindset growth and all of those things, it's not fucking pretty. It's not. It is hard work. It is devastating sometimes. There are some days that I can look back on in 2019 that I was going through so much mindset work and so much energy work and purging so many hidden little pockets of disappointment and self-hatred and overanalyzing and overthinking and feeling not good enough that I felt like I was walking through hell. I felt like I was being tortured. I can only imagine it's what it feels like to have your fingernails being ripped out, right? There was a visceral, physical reaction to me releasing all of this different stuff. It was not pretty. It certainly was not fun. But I'm very thankful that it happened. The first thing that I want to talk about is self-care. We have, like so many things, been conditioned that health and self-care are the same things. They're not. They're not even easy things. And we've also been conditioned that self-care is making yourself look pretty. Like men are not supposed to have self-care for some reason because making your feet and your toes feel really nice somehow isn't masculine. I I don't know. I've never understood that. But it's not about pedicures. It's not about manicures. It's not about bubble baths. It's not It's not about um, doing yoga or whatever, right? There's a whole level to self-care that is not talked about. And one of those that was the hardest for me to learn was saying no. I, I am actually an introvert. And what that means 
is that I get drained by people's energies. Now, there's certain times, especially like during ovulation, when my hormones and the chemistry in my body and everything want to basically be the woo girl at the party. And I want to be around everybody. And I want to go on dates with my husband. And I want to be in everything. And I want to like participate in parties and go out to clubs and all of that stuff. But normally, if I'm around a group of people for longer than maybe 30 minutes, and most events are longer than 30 minutes, right? They're two, three hours, and there's a lot of talking, and there's a lot of engaging. And even though I'm having a really good time in the moment, I've learned that when I come home, if I'm not able to step away and go away, whether that is going upstairs to my bedroom and taking a nap or just meditating and making my um, son stay downstairs and watch TV or asking my husband to take him out to the park or something, then I turn into a terrible human being, <laughs> like a legit bitch. I really do. And it's because my body is telling me that it's starving for something and I'm ignoring that. I'm pretending like it doesn't exist. I'm pushing forward going, no, I could totally do this. I could absolutely do this. And looking back, that was one of the things that caused so many issues for so long. It's why I was strung out all the time, why I was stressed all the time. It's not normal to work 60 hours a week. It's not healthy to push yourself and be proud of working 70 and 80 hours a week and functioning off of four or five hours a night. There's actually a thing that I read um, that said, when you are sleep deprived, you are basically a high functioning alcoholic. That's the same mental uh capacity that you have when you are sleep deprived is you are a high functioning alcoholic at that point. And I can tell you from experience that is 1000% true. I was functioning. I was very proud of being able to do things, but I was not healthy. And I've, I've talked about it before how I was over 200 pounds. And I'm not saying that weight is a big factor of whether or not you feel healthy. There are some women that I know that are 200 pounds and some of that, like they're healthy as a horse, man. I'm 5'2". I've got a very small frame. I was a professional dancer for many years. And even at my most solid muscle mass and my quote unquote heaviest, when I was healthy, I topped 140. And that was when I was pure muscle. So for my body to get to a point where I was 200 pounds just kind of compounded the problem, right? And then you add in the massive sleep deprivation. And then you add in the fact that I would never have boundaries and I would never say no. I would never have come home two years ago, three years ago now, um, and after a networking group or even after a uh, an event that I went to my husband with, I would have never said, okay, that was fun. I need to go tap out just for 10 minutes. I just I just need to come back into my body. I just need to be able to breathe. I need to I need to give my energy field a little bit of a break. 
I never would have said that ever. And I realized in this last year that that was part of the problem. That was the self-care piece that I was hugely not taking advantage of. Because it's not hard. It's not hard to do that, the actual physical act itself. It's not hard to just go away into a different room and breathe. It's not hard to run a bath and to sit in the tub by yourself for 20 minutes. It's not actually hard to read a book on your porch. It's not hard to, what's another thing that I do? Journal to write down your thoughts. What is hard is the mental piece behind it. It's feeling like you deserve it. Because for a long time, it wasn't the act that stopped me. It was feeling like I didn't deserve to take a break. Or feeling like if I did take a break, the entire world would crash. So going back to the original thing, your opinion of me is none of my business. Part of the reason I believe that humans get so wrapped up into what other people think about them is because we're terrified to give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves. We've been conditioned that if Sally hates me or if if Sarah is taking rumors about me or if Jonathan is trying to destroy my business because he wasn't happy with the product that I gave him or whatever. We're so we're so wrapped up in that and get so stressed out about that that we genuinely feel if we tell people, no, I'm really tapped out. I I can't do that this week or canceling. How many times has there been a meeting or a coffee date or dinner date or hell, even a date date where the entire day, all you can think is, oh my God, I wish that person would cancel. Please, please goddess, send them a message, make them puking or flat tire or kids homesick or something. I don't know, whatever. I just don't want to go. Why is it so hard for you to say, listen, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I'm just not feeling it today. I really need to take care of myself because we've been taught that's not okay. That level of self-care is not okay. See, if you say, oh, I'm going to do self-care today. I'm totally going to take a bubble bath. And everybody's like, oh, good for you. And they expect you to be all sexy with your legs shaved and the whole thing and the bubbles and you're enjoying a glass of champagne. And I'm going to tell you, I actually hate baths. I do. My I have very dry skin. So when I take a bath, my skin gets very dry. It cracks. It bleeds. It hurts a lot. I don't enjoy taking baths. So for me, my quote unquote bubble bath is actually putting on a guided meditation because when I'm not strung out that I'm thinking about taking a bath, I need something that will help me tap out. I can't do it by myself. So I'll go to YouTube. I won't even go to any of those fancy apps that are being marketed now. I don't, I don't pay a subscription to anything. I don't, I, I just go to YouTube and I find a guided meditation and I just sit 
for 20 minutes and I let my brain listen to this person calmly talking and walking me through this visualization of breathing and physically relaxing my body. And they're really good at telling you, okay, focus on your cheekbones, focus on your jaw, relax your jaw. Because if you're that up in your head and you're not used to self-care, one of the best things that you could do is have somebody tell you how to do it. So last year, as I was starting to learn this process, that's what I would do. On a regular basis, I would put on guided meditations and I would go outside for 30 minutes just on my porch. I still do it now. Even though it's 30 degrees outside in Portland at night, I will bundle myself up and I will go sit on my porch in the darkness because I find that more peaceful. So I will wait until sundown and I will bundle myself up and I will go out onto my porch and I will just listen to a guided meditation. And that 20 minutes calms my body enough and removes enough cortisol that's coursing through my body for me to be able to go, okay, all right, I am actually worth it. I am going to tell that person no. I am going to step down. I am going to make sure that I'm relaxed. And I got to tell you, the most amazing thing that has happened is what difference it has made in my relationships. Not just me. Because, yeah, I'm happier. I'm exponentially more calm than I ever was before in my entire life. I also feel more efficient. When I do get on the computer, I'm able to actually get more stuff done. But it also makes my coffee dates and my Zoom meetings and my networking groups and the holiday parties with my husband's company a lot more enjoyable. It makes me want to go to game night. It makes me want to go to all of these events. It makes me want to do Super Bowl and the holidays and then my birthday and then anniversary. And um, it's because I've, I've made it very clear to the people that are in my life that there's certain things that I need to make sure that I am a functioning human, that I am taking care of my body. Yesterday, I actually got a pedicure for my birthday, and it was the first time since like August, and it brought me joy. It was really nice. It was comforting, but going and getting a pedicure every single month is not the way that I need to take care of myself. The way I need to take care of myself is to be able to stop what I'm doing and actually reflect in and figure out how to calm my body how to make sure that I am not so strung out and so overworked that I can't even function on a regular basis. But see, here's the kicker, is the people in my life now all support that need for self-care. They understand when I say, listen, I got a migraine. I get cyclical migraines. Uh, for hormonal imbalances and for different energies that are twisted up that I've, I've like built up over my lifetime, all kinds of things. And when I get a migraine, I'm down for the count for like five days. And it's, it's completely incapacitating and debilitating and I can't function. And I've even, my 
six-year-old son is even conditioned that when mama is having a migraine, he sits next to me on the couch and doesn't move because then I can actually sleep. I can actually get some rest. I put a heat pack on my face and I put a heat pack on my neck and they turn off all of the lights in the house and I'll put on my sunglasses and sometimes I will just use the heat pack over my eyes instead of on my forehead. And I know I wake up that because if he moves, I can't sleep. And it's interesting uh, when it happens because as I'm getting healthier, they're becoming less and less, but my son actually understands boundaries and what my needs are more than a lot of adults that I've encountered with in my life. And there's something uh, really interesting that happens when you don't have any boundaries, when you don't have any way to, to provide self-care and you don't actually know what you need to give yourself self-care. Like for me, tapping out, meditating, actually going away from everybody because as an empath, I, I don't just feel your energy. I absorb it. So being able to release that and let that go back into the universe and going away and understanding that when my body is saying, no, 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 do not go to this thing. Don't do this thing. And learning to honor that. Now I have people surrounding me that are all for that. But for a long time in my life, and this is the interesting thing, when I would start to have boundaries, it would piss people off. It would actually have the adverse effect of what you would think would happen when you would explain to people who say they love you, who say they support you, that this is what you need to be healthy. Because at that point, it has nothing to do with them, right? It's not about them. It is literally what you need for your body, for you to feel healthy. There was actually a point where I was working with this uh, with this group, and I was kind of the end-all and be-all for all of the things tech, and it was extremely exhausting. It was extremely overwhelming. Um, I never really got a break. I was never able to tap out. I was never able to just decompress. I felt like I was consistently drowning. And I remember my parents, who live in Montana, it's a it's a 14 hour car ride and it's a it's a time zone away in a tiny little town in the Rockies. Like it's it's a it's a thing to get there, right? It's not just a hop, skip, and a jump. And I hadn't seen them since my son's first birthday. And now my son was five. They were coming for his fifth birthday. So for me, this was a really, really big deal. And they were only here for five days. And I really wanted to do nothing but spend time with them. And I had told everybody how excited I was. And I told them, please do not contact me. Please let me spend time with my parents. I never get to see them. They never get to see their grandson. And this is very, very important to me. I was, I was clear on that. And I repeated it multiple times. And when the time came and I told them, okay, guys, I'm gone for the next five days, what happened over the course of those five days 
Now I can look back and go, not only was it grossly inappropriate, but it was as though my boundaries didn't exist in the first place. That I that I had sprung this on them like a surprise party and they had no idea what to expect. For the entire time that my parents were here, my phone rang off the hook. And I mean off the hook. I had probably 27 phone calls per day because I wasn't answering phone calls. I was getting constant text messages. I was constantly getting Facebook um, direct messages. I was getting Voxer notifications. I was getting um, Google voice notifications because they weren't, I wasn't answering my cell phone. So of course I'm going to answer my Google voice phone and I'm getting alerts. I'm getting notifications. I'm getting emails. It was constant. It was so stressful and such a such a violation of my boundaries that I felt obligated to answer them because I was so broken at that time. And I was my boundaries, uh, I thought, were for other people. I didn't realize that boundaries and self-care is completely for you. And I know that sounds odd. But when we get pedicures and when we get massages and when we get all those fancy things, like I went and got a blowout on my hair and whatever, it's almost like we're putting on this front for other people. And I was, I thought I had been clear, but these were not the type of people who were supportive to me. They didn't care about me. They cared about what I could do for them. And not, it was as far as it went. So I didn't get to spend time with my parents. They spent a lot of money to come out to see me and my son, and I barely got to spend any time with them. On top of that, because I was constantly being inundated with all of these alerts and notifications and emails and phone calls and everything else, I was actually ignoring my parents, and I was getting more and more and more stressed out. So it sort of compounded onto itself because I'm stressed out because these guys will not give me just five days to spend time with my, with my parents. But then I was feeling really guilty because I was answering them and ignoring my parents. And then I was getting stressed out feeling like I was being split into two. And I knew that if I didn't respond to them, then it could potentially be detrimental and if I didn't, if I didn't spend time with my parents, they'd probably never come see me again. And it was really, really, really hard. And that was kind of the really big wake-up call about how how uh, non-existent my boundaries were, and how the opinions that I was so worried about damaging. And the relationships that I was so worried about tainting were actually really, really toxic for me. So fast forward, my word for 2019 was boundaries. And I actually remember I had a coach that told me, um, I'm going to interject really quick. I believe coaches are necessary. I think you can only really get to a certain point, regardless of if it's for business, for spiritual awakening, for um, energy work, for sports, any of that. You have to have a coach because they're able to be the outside observer to look at what you're doing or the things that you're saying or um, 
just the actions that you are are doing on a regular basis and go, no, 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 you need to switch here, or maybe you should change this here, or they're, they're able to give you tools, right, to get you to the next level. That's the whole point of a coach. And this coach I had admired, I really loved, I really um, appreciated how far she had gotten me, but there were some serious blocks that I could not get over. And I remember at one point I was paying a ridiculous amount of money every single month to, to be able to connect with this woman. And there was one point where the finances weren't there. And I remember I called her and I was sobbing and I said, I just need to talk with you. I just need to come in and talk with you. Now, up until this point, I had been paying for six solid months and included in this year long package was actually, uh, I want to say six one-on-ones. And I had not used any of them because one of the blocks that I had and one of the things that was going on in my brain is if I use them now, what if something explodes and then I don't have them? So I was saving them. I was hoarding them for lack of a better phrase. And this was one of those days I called and I was sobbing and I was so upset. And I said, everything is just, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what to do. And I really need to come talk to you. And I will never forget, instead of saying to me, yeah, you come in, you've, you've, you've built up quite the savings account with meetings with me and let's talk this through. Let's figure out what the next step is. Let me help you because that's the purpose of a coach, right? That's why you hire them. And I remember her saying to me, well, if you can find the money to pay me, then you can make an appointment. It didn't matter that I had been paying for six months and that I basically had put down accumulatively approximately, I want to say a $3,000 deposit, $2,000 deposit. I don't remember. It was a, it was a significant amount of money and I had never used any of the bonuses that were supposed to be included, including the one-on-ones. And that was the point where I realized you don't actually want me to grow. You just want me to pay you. Um, so that was another blow, right? And I, and I, when this event happened with that group where I wasn't allowed, for lack of a better phrase, to actually spend time with these people that I had grown up with that were very important to me. My word for 2019 was boundaries. And I remember that coach um, doing the like button. And I don't know if she had fat fingered it. I don't know if it had been intentional. The way I took it was very intentional and very degrading to me. She had laughed at that comment. She had laughed at that post. And that's that's when I realized, holy cow, this meme is the perfect representation of what we constantly forget. Your opinion of me is none of my business. Here was a group of people that were supposed to care about me and got very angry when I put down hard boundaries and stuck to them. It took two days for them to get a hold of me. And when they finally did, I snapped. I, I remember answering a text message or a, a Voxer message, which if you don't know what Voxer is, Voxer is basically a walkie-talkie app where it's totally free. You can push a button, you can leave a voice message, and then the person getting it can listen and respond 
when they have a chance. It's really brilliant. I highly suggest you use it. It's the way my childhood best friend and I actually communicate because both of us are moms. We're busy. We have all kinds of things going on in our life. And we don't have time to actually sit down and have a two-hour phone conversation. So I had introduced this group to Voxer. And I remember when I went on, there were 57 unlistened messages. There were 57 new messages. I finally went on to Facebook and there were 48 unread messages. And then there were individual messages because that was the group chat on Voxer and that was a group chat on Facebook. And then there were individual messages from three of the people on both Facebook, text messages, phone calls, emails, Voxer. Like it was overwhelming. And when I finally responded, of course, I was really angry. And all I could say is, what? What do you want? And because my response was so harsh and so angry, I immediately got yelled at to not be disrespectful to the team members, to not talk to people like that. And (laughs) looking back, I'm like, you guys were unbelievably disrespectful to me and my wishes and my needs. And the the thing is, even people like that are in your life for a reason. That taught me between that and and the probably honestly completely innocent um, accidental emotion to put on that post of laughing at me needing boundaries. What that did is that showed me not only were these people not good for me in my life, but it proved that I was not doing self-care. I was more worried about their opinion than about how I felt and what I did. Not just how I felt emotionally, but how my body felt, how I was doing mentally, how I was doing spiritually. And now I got to tell you, especially with the with the very wonderful, supportive group that I have built up over the last year, because when you start to have hard boundaries and you start to take care of yourself and you start to say, no, I'm not going to have that type of energy in my life anymore. And you start to say goodbye to all the toxic people. And I'm not saying that that people are all toxic. But there are people that are toxic to you, right? They may be like Mother Teresa, one of the best humans on the planet. They may be Jesus reincarnate, but they are toxic to you. And that is all that matters. So when you start to purge those relationships and you start to get rid of all of those people that are toxic to you, this magical thing happens. All of a sudden, you put down this heavy weight And the universe is able to go, oh, good, your hands are finally open here. Here's these awesome people that want to support you and want to help you and want to be there for you in the way that you need. And that's the other important part. Your opinion of me is none of my business. But my boundaries and what my needs are is of high, high importance. 
Now, when I tell these people, and it could be, I don't know, it could be coffee, it could be a photo shoot, it could be a party, it could be a lunch date, it could be a birthday thing. It There's, there's a plethora of examples, right? It could be a networking event. It doesn't actually matter. Now, when my body says, no, we're not feeling it, we're not feeling it, I will tell them. And I won't make up some bullshit excuse. I will tell them, I'm not feeling it. I don't know why something is going on weird. I really feel like I need to take care of my body right now. And you know what the most amazing thing is? Is these people don't just hear me, but they honor it. They honor it and will check in on me 24 hours later. Hey, how are you doing? Are you feeling better? We really missed you, but I'm glad you took care of yourself. I get that message all the time now, and it's amazing, and it is beautiful, and everybody deserves that. Case in point, I told one of my very good friends that I needed to go on a 24-hour technology detox. I said, I, I, I will message you when I message you. I just really need to put the phone down. I need to stop looking at the TV. I'm going to probably plug in my phone and hide it, like, under my bed. I don't know. I'm just... I just got to go away for a while. And she's like, okay, I love you. Message when you do, when you come back. Okay. It was, I don't know, a day and a half later and I messaged her and all I said was, hey, how are you doing? And her first immediate response was, I'm really great. How was your day off? And it was, it was that simple. I didn't have any messages saying, no, you got to come back. I want to give you this. I want to do this. You got to, you got to, whatever. I need you. Because every single one of them know that if they genuinely needed me for something that was really important, like if something had happened to them that they actually needed me, they could have gotten hold of me. They could have reached out to my husband. They could have have called me multiple times where even on do not disturb, my phone would have rang after the second or third time of them calling because that's the alert that no, it's actually important. So... This is just one of those things that I really need to um, reiterate. Speaking of calling, I don't know if you all can hear that, but my husband's calling in the background and it just makes me smile. (laughs) But I just wanted to hop on here. This one's a little bit longer than normal and I'm okay with that because the biggest thing that we need to do is figure out what our self-care is, what makes us happiest. For my husband, who's an extrovert, going out to be around people is the most important thing. For me, being alone, completely alone, having my kid go somewhere else, having my husband go somewhere else, whatever, that is the most important thing to me. So whenever somebody says to you, well, I don't think you should do this, and I don't think you should do this, and you know, this was not okay that you decided to take time for yourself and whatever, however it manifests, just remember their opinion of you is none of your business. And when you can start to realize that the most important thing you can do to evolve, to level up, to become more enlightened to get to 5D consciousness, all of those things, both physical, mental, and I guess the third thing, spiritual, is that self-care above all is how you can actually be happy, how you can get healthy, 
and how you can have those really good boundaries and draw in those people that will support all of that for you, well, then that that's how you become a badass. Thank you guys so very much for joining me today and for listening. If you loved this episode or hated it, I would love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at howtobeabadass-ish. And I look forward to talking with you guys again soon. Have a wonderful day.